This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I'm also Jared Stern. And you're Between Two Sterns. What's up, dude? How you doing? Not too bad. How's it going with you? Oh, it's uh, it's jam packed. Got some good stuff to talk about this week. Uh, well, well, good. Yeah. How was your How was your extended Memorial Day weekend? My extended Memorial Day weekend was exquisite. Um, oh. We did we did tons of fun stuff. Julie is now packing every possible moment of free time that we have with things to do. And I never experienced a schedule this full ever in my entire life. So playing catch up with it is quite fun. Okay. So what has fueled all of this activity? The uh, easing up of COVID and the fact that we're both fully vaxxed, I believe. Oh, yeah. I guess that'll do it. I think I had mentioned early on into one of these podcasts where it was like, there are a lot of couples that broke up because they were like, I was good being with you for a little bit of our lives. But now that we're around each other 24 seven, I yeah. can't stand you. And then there's another subset of couples that are like, hey, we did really well being trapped inside 24 seven, not being able to do anything. But if one is, let's say, slightly more social and the other one is slightly more like just stay at home and chill. Uh-huh. Uh, Julie is extremely social. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm fine being social. I, I'm just not motivated to initiate it. So, <laughs> so literally like when I say every second is jam packed, I mean, I'm, I'm booked out for four weeks in advance. We went to a uh, birthday party on, I want to say Saturday night. And then we went to a winery on Sunday Okay. Um, we'll, we'll go in chronological order. Had a fun experience at the birthday party. So we get, um, I say booked because everything comes through in an email and goes on a Google calendar. Wait Julie, a second. She emails you to tell you what the plans and what the itinerary is. So the most nice. I've, I've been, so here's how the conversation goes. I get booked to do parties and I'm like, I don't want to go to this party. I don't know anybody there. She's like, babe, it's going to be like seven or eight people. You don't know them. You're very funny. You'll have all of the attention and you love attention. And I'm like, well, he's not wrong. It's not not true. So now every time I get scheduled to do one of these things, I just consider it getting booked to do a, uh, a small party. Oh, gig. oh I, <laughs> I see. You get booked as the inadvertent entertainment. There it is. So I get booked to do this <laughs> to do this birthday party on Saturday night. And Julie informs me because the part her birthday party uh, about a month ago was Marvel themed. I think I showed you. Mm-hmm. Sure. It, now, was this a themed birthday party as well? It is Miami oh. Vice. Nice. Okay. Now you and I know what Miami Vice is, but Julie and I had to keep googling it. Now I'm confused <laughs> throughout the entire thing because really. Miami Vice is just a white suit over top of either a light blue or pink shirt with the sleeves rolled up. It's not a it's not a thematic party. It's like it's like a Captain America themed party. Well, everybody's coming dressed as Captain America. Go ahead. Let's see. Let's see how thematic it was. How much cocaine was being done? At <laughs> exactly. Right. So 
I, I'm, I'm looking through the closet. I, I really don't know them very well uh, and, and really great people, but I, I really don't know them well. So I'm just like, I'll, I'll do whatever I find in the closet. So I find a pair of very, very, I just did kind of like a loose 80s theme party, right? Okay. So I found very light blue, uh, tight fitting jeans in the closet, mm-hmm. a light pastel blue shirt, and then kind of like a bluish open button down with like some swordfish on it, right? And then I found a gold chain. Right. I actually looked pretty 80s out. Okay. At which point Julie says, hey, can we bring your prop gun? Because I have a prop BB gun that I used in a web series I did a decade ago. And she's like, oh, it's Miami Vice themed. So uh, I want to bring a gun for photos. She was dressed in like a red dress and looked fantastic, by the way. And so I'm like, yeah, we can bring it. But this is not really a... Miami Vice themed gun. Like it's not a 1980s gun. I'll, I'll, well, what's a 1980s gun? Hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll find it for you real quickly. You always can when I show it. Is the gun wearing a fanny pack? I don't and by understand. the way, it does not bode well that I can't find the gun. The gun should be quickly accessible just in case. Hold on. Well, it's a BB gun, so safe storage, well, I guess, isn't really that important. Okay, so, sorry, Penny, I didn't mean to move you. So, this is what the gun looks like. Oh, wow, that's actually a... Wow, that looks surprisingly like an actual gun. Right. Now, for those who are listening to this, and by the way, on a quick tangent, we will be having video content coming live within a Uh week. I've been editing. But for those who are looking at this, this is a replica of like the updated Daniel Craig, James Bond, um, like Walther P20, I I guess. Okay. It it looks like a nine millimeter pistol, you know, with the bottom loaded cartridge. It is a very much a gun looking gun. All right. So multiple times prior to this, I go, hey, babe, can you just confirm with Jolene, the guys whose birthday's uh, girlfriend or wife, I don't know, actually one or the other, um, that it's okay that I bring this gun to this party. <laughs> and because it looks she, very real. It's like, a very real looking gun. Like when you said prop gun. Right. I was expecting like one of the little orange yes. things around no. uh, the nozzle. No. There. This was used in a web series to look like a real gun. So she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's a Miami Vice themed party. And I go, oh, okay, cool. So we show up and because I'm in tight pants and everything, I have no place to hide this thing. So it's strapped to my side with the other shirt outside of it. I'm like climbing in and out of cars in order to, oh, prior to that, it's strapped to my side and you can kind of see it. We decided because Julie doesn't like to go to any party empty handed, we brought like 24 um, cream cheese wontons from Panda Express. Okay. I was almost at the window before I realized how visible this thing was on my yeah, in the car. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like I'm almost... So I grab my shirt. I cover it up. We get through the drive-thru. I'm like, okay, get it together, Jared. Get it together. <laughs> I, will, I will not be the Jared Stern that's arrested. That's not going to be my... So we get to the party. Um, Jolene and Pedro answer the door. I open up the door. And here is what I very, very quickly... To, to quote um, Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, my immediate ocular pat down of the situation was this. Nobody was dressed like it was Miami Vice. Nobody. Oh. Everybody was dressed like it was a 
Miami-themed party, but not a 1980s Miami Vice TV show party. I see. So there was a little lost in translation. A little bit lost in that. Now, as I entered the house, I realized that there were many different types of people at this party. There were Asian girls and there were um, Hispanic men and there were African-American girl. But I was the only white man walking into this party with a gun strapped to his hip. Yeah. To a room of people I don't know. Never met? Sure. You're the entertainment. So I opened with everybody be like, Julie goes, hi, this is my boyfriend. I'm like, my name is Jared. I just want to let you guys know that I think we might have thought that this was a Miami Vice themed party. And because of that, Julie insisted that I bring a prop gun that's currently strapped to my side right now that doesn't look like a prop gun. So I'm going to take it off and put it on the countertop. It's not a real gun. And I proceed to take this thing off of my hip. And everybody in their mind, I think, had the same thought you did about what a prop gun would look like. Yeah, sure. And as soon as it came off of my hip, everybody went, ooh, and like physically <laughs> scooted back in their chair like a good I know club. I would. So I took out the little like BB clip so you can see that it's not a real gun and everybody relaxed a little bit. And I put it down on the countertop and I was like, I'm so sorry. And they were like, yeah, I think we originally thought it was going to be Miami Vice, but then ended up just doing Miami because they're in shorts or swim trucks, uh-huh. <laughs> just Miami themed stuff. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm sitting at the table. I do a couple of shots with some people. We're hanging out. And all of a sudden the door opens and they go, oh, hey, two other people show up with a baby, like a oh. tiny baby. And they see a gun on a countertop. On the countertop as you walk, like as the door's opening, like my brain immediately clicks into like checkoff mode. Because if there's a gun on the island in the first act, the somebody baby's gonna is- shoot it later. <laughs> right. So I immediately jump up, grab the gun and hide it over on the other side of the kitchen. And they walk through and I go, hey, hi, I'm Jared. Just so you know, we thought it was a Miami Vice theme party because that I brought a gun. It's a very realistic looking prop gun over there. It's fake. Nobody's Nobody should be worried. At which point everybody's laughing. And I turned to the, the host of the party. I go, out of curiosity, how many more people are showing up that I have to make this incredibly embarrassing announcement about? Because <sighs> so... That was my experience bringing a gun to a party with a baby. Wow. Okay. Um, and nobody got shot, surprisingly enough. That is disappointing. I know. I did, however, put on a pair of very angelic uh, Victoria's Secret angel wings um, and did a couple of um, pirouettes for a uh, attention. That's what it was. I did it for attention. That's, <laughs> I, I try to. That's a, you, you weren't getting enough attention I, as the guy dressed in pastels. Right. The gun. I wasn't getting enough attention. And Julie is both the greatest and the worst hype woman ever because she's so good at being like, babe, you should get up there and put those angel wings on. I'll film it for content. By the way, guys, he does streaming and he has a podcast. You should really listen to his podcast. And I was like, this is and like I get to be humble and be like, oh, stop, please, please stop. Please stop embarrassing me in front of people and telling me that. And then afterwards being like, oh, you do so good. You do such a good job telling everybody that because. I'm not going to walk around being like, hi, I'm Jared. I also have a podcast. Listen to me. Talk to myself. Also at this party, <laughs> the couple with the baby that came in, um, uh-huh. the guy's name was Mike. And I was not a part of the conversation he was having with Julie. And then she goes, oh, babe, this is Mike. Mike 
knows Christine, the one who owned our house prior to us living here. Oh, well, that's I, coincidental. And I did something that I haven't done in 25 years, which was put my foot in my mouth this way. I was like, oh my God, please let her know that if she would like to do something that I've always wanted to be able to do, which is go back and tour the home I used to live in, she's welcome to come back anytime. Yes, she she did. gets quiet and Julie gets quiet. And Jolene, as she walks by, leans into me and she goes, Christine's dead. And I go, I am so, so sorry. I don't know how close you guys were, but if she does happen to talk to you, then you have larger issues to deal with than getting <laughs> her into the house. Because at that point, she'd probably come and go as she pleases at that point anyway. If she Sure, wait, but you know what? If you'd love to come over and have a seance, <laughs> it would be great. We can have her. She can stop in anytime you want. I was... I want to say 16 or 17 years old. And I worked for this guy named David Jack who did, um, it's like a children's recording artist. He worked at Sesame place and I worked with him at Sesame place. And he had like a, a, an entertainment company that did like bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and stuff like that. So I hosted a couple of them. And one of my first bar mitzvahs I ever hosted, actually the first bar mitzvah I ever hosted. Um, I was like 18, 19 years old, pretending like I knew what I was doing, right? You fake it until you make it. Sure. And so, you know me, I'm a terrible Jew. I'd barely been to these things to begin with. I'm relying on the dancers and the DJ to explain to me what the hell the process is. The DJ was his son. And so I'm at the event and the mom comes up to me and goes, oh, and by the way, I would like you to read off the names for the candle lighting. And I was like, oh, and I didn't realize that that wasn't a normal thing. She's like, and we, we just don't trust him. We don't trust him with the microphone. And I was like, cool. So I explained to the dancers and the DJ and they're like, that doesn't normally happen. I was like, cool. It's going to be really difficult for me to mess up something that doesn't normally happen. That's true. You're setting a precedent. And that was the time I should have shut the hell up because as I'm going through mom and dad, please come up and light the candle sister come up and light the candle so and so please come up the candle and for candle number seven uh bubby and zeta please come up and light candle number seven yeah bubby and zeta please come up and uh light candle seven wait a minute though but that's that's on them that is, is totally on them on the it is on them but what's on me is a very important lesson i learned that day it was very early into my stand-up career which is never ask a question or imply a question if you don't know what the answer is or aren't prepared yeah. what the answer is. Sure. So I said, maybe Bubby and Zeta are a little shy. Can we give Bubby and Zeta a big round of applause? Let's get Bubby. Where's Bubby and Zeta? Come on. Where's Bubby and Zeta? At which point the mom starts whispering to me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I go, what? She goes, Bubby and Zeta are dead. And I'm just <laughs> frozen. And I kind of turn back to this group of like 300 Jews that just hate me because I'm making fun of the dead grandparents. And but that's my total. 100% on them. But you know, you know, bar mitzvahs, everybody's good for a laugh there. They're perfectly reasonable people in those moments. So I it's guess. a dead silent room. The dancers are cracking up laughing. I kind of turn I'm to them sure. and tell them to get the hell out because they can't start cracking up laughing. I turn back and recover with, well, uh, it's come to my attention that Bubby and Zeta uh, will not be able to come up and light the candle. Um, but I think that we all know that they are here with us in spirit. Uh, hold on one second. And I turned to her. I go, is there anybody else on this goddamn list that's dead? And she goes, no, but number nine can't walk. I go, good heads up. All right. Moving on to candle number eight. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Next on the countdown. Right. <laughs> what about you? What'd you get up to this weekend? Well, let's see. I guess 
out by you, you didn't have to experience any any weather issues. What is I, I I'm so sorry. I remember weather because I was yeah. out see for a minute. Um, but uh, that's the one where the temperature changes and the days fluctuates. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, yeah. it it does fluctuate. <laughs> and uh, so on on Saturday, Andrea and I went to a baseball game. Okay. And yeah, so we went to go see the Nationals versus I want to say the Padres. Doesn't matter exactly who they were playing. But we went to a baseball game in May, and it was 52 degrees. It was 52 degrees? It was yeah. like 95 degrees when I was out there. Yeah. No, I know. It. It. A, I guess a cold front came through. Uh, there was a massive storm on, on the Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday were just gray, rainy, dismal. It was like we had a three-day weekend. Two out of the three days were garbage. This is why it's tough to leave the West Coast, or at least where I live specifically. I mean, this is Groundhog's Day here. Every day is the exact same day. It's the exact same weather, a variation of maybe five or 10 degrees. But one of the hardest parts about moving to California was to come up with excuses to get out of things that weren't weather related. <laughs> it was I can't. No, it was, the, the, oh, the weather's too perfect. It's always good. Damn well, it. I guess too hot. Couldn't you use too yeah. hot as a as an excuse but i mean the problem is it's dry heat it's it's a it's a desert dry heat so if it's too it hot dry like, heat. all right we'll just stay in in the shade and then it'll be the perfect temperature it's like oh yeah. i mean pe- people are losing excuses all over the place now because now you can't even blame the pandemic for not wanting to, wanting to see anybody it's brutal um i had a rare sighting and i'm so happy i got to witness it yesterday of i had a live in person this far away from me sighting of a Karen meltdown at a Whole Foods. I saw one live in the wild. Wow. So, and, and what was the, what kicked it off? Did you see the infraction that I saw everything? I saw everything. And I'll tell you how I handled the situation. Um, So Julie and I went to Whole Foods to pick up some, so we decided last minute to barbecue. So we picked up uh, ground beef and we made like, um, cause we're doing the whole keto paleo thing, but we made like yeah, lettuce yeah, burgers you, and you guys are doing all kinds of weird diet shit. Oh, I'll get into what I'm doing uh, after this. Cause you're, you're going to think it's insane. Um, so I go to whole foods and my job is to go up to the um, counter too. She's getting like eggs or something and I'm just getting ground beef. So I get the ground beef. And as I'm working with the one guy, Karen walks up short uh, middle-aged white blonde woman. I mean, just to the T. Yeah, just and, th- they they make yeah. them in a press. Like, that's the that's And the so she wanted bone-in short rib, I think. Bone-in short rib. Whatever it was, it was bone-in big chunk of meat. Okay. And she wanted it ground up. She wanted it ground up. But now bone-in. The process is long and arduous. And there's a line 10 people deep. Okay. And so Whole Foods' um, stance was we, they weren't doing it that weekend. It was too busy. The whole process gr- like jams up the thing. And I only know this on the back end, and I'll tell you why. But she goes, can you please grind up this? I, I want five pounds of it all ground up. And he's like, I'm so sorry. We can't do that for you right now. Um, just well, we can't do that. And she goes, well, you guys did it for me last week. And he goes, yeah, I understand we did it last week, but we're just very busy. The, the, the rules are we can't do it while we're, you know, she goes, you, you're not doing it for me right now because you're lazy. 
And I was like, oh, Uh oh, 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 if I wasn't literally three feet away from this woman, I would have pulled out my phone and started recording. But I was afraid. By the way, I'm shocked that's not that that's not part of the story. I'm shocked we're not going to have that video uh, to go. I'm upset. Five years from now. But I was being helped right next to her. Right. Like I I couldn't have I couldn't have pulled it up and cheated it this way. It was just impossible to do. But I got her out of the corner of my ear. So she's like, oh, you're just being lazy. And he's like, no, we're not being lazy. It's just the policy. We don't do it on busy holiday. We, I'm so, so sorry. And she goes, what's your name? She goes, I did this last week. I feel disrespectful. I cannot believe. And just starts getting like really loud. And like me and a couple of the other people online start like looking at each other. And we're like, oh, that's one. And so she calls him lazy again. She goes to the other guy who's working with me. So he finishes up. Can I, she's like, can I help whoever's next? And she goes, you can help me. So she jumps from one guy to another. She goes, he's telling me that he won't let me grind up, you know, five pounds worth of pork short. He goes, yeah, unfortunately, the machine, it would just, and he can't even get the answer. She goes, oh, you're being lazy too. Great. Hold on one second. What's your name? And she writes it down and she goes, just so you know, I'll be contacting you guys tomorrow to be talking to your managers about this. Uh, for you being so lazy that you won't help me out. But if you're not lazy enough to help me out with another cut of meat, I'd really appreciate it. And just like being really bitchy about it. Yeah, seriously. So he goes, yeah, of course. And she goes, okay. So then she makes him take the entire tray out and flip them over each side so that she can see each side of the cut of meat. She's there for like 10 minutes. Julie ends up coming back over. She goes, got the eggs, got the beef. I go, yeah, I go, just so you know, there's a Karen right here. I'm keeping my eye on the situation. I just want to kind of be a part of it to see what's going on. She's like, okay. She's like, do you want me to stay here with you? I'm like, well, it's here in the wild. Like when do you ever get a chance, chance to see it? And so we end up standing there. We end up waiting in line to get something else. So she ends up drilling into the guys a little bit more. She goes back and forth. Then he takes three of these monstrosities and packages it up. And he starts wrapping it up for her. She goes, um, excuse me, why are you wrapping it so many times? And he's like, uh, because we don't want it to bleed out. And she's like, fine. And so he wraps it up real. I mean, this guy kept it together better than I could have. Ends up walking around the counter directly next to her, hands it to her, not over the counter, hands it to her. He goes, there you are, miss. Is there anything else I can help you with? She goes, no, because you're too lazy to grind up the whatever, the, the bone-in ribeye. Or, and he's like, unfortunately we can't she goes okay fine at this point she's called i guess her husband or somebody else and it's like yeah they're not doing it no they're being lazy oh don't worry i will contact the manager tomorrow so she ends up going he starts walking past past me i go hey excuse me just want to let you know i've been here since the beginning watching everything that just went on with this woman i know that she's going to call your manager tomorrow there's no question about that is there any way i can talk to your manager right now just so i can give my side of the story so i can make sure they realize that you guys did absolutely nothing wrong and this was all her and he goes yeah sure goes over to the phone and makes an intercom announcement to the whole whole foods <laughs> to talk to a manager now a manager walks up and a whatever their cops are I don't know what you call it, security is also like kind of pacing the deli area uh-huh. because they don't know why they're calling a manager. It could be like, I could be throwing and smashing it. I don't know. All I know is that I'm just trying to do a good deed. And I got a security guard clocking me out of the corner of their eye. And I see this <laughs> happening. The manager walks up 
me and him have like a 10 minute long conversation. I explained him the situation. I go, look, she was unbelievably disrespectful, unbelievably rude. He goes, yeah, we just can't do it during a holiday weekend because it's too busy. It's just too difficult to do that and help all the customers. Like, look at all these customers that are all backed up because of it. Now I go, absolutely. She's going to call up and complain. I've been in customer service for years. I know that sometimes these turn into a he said, she said type of thing. I just want you to know that an objective third party person, they did nothing wrong. He goes, okay, I'll talk to the guys. And I go, okay, perfect. And we talk a little bit back. He explains to me the situation again. I go, yeah, again, once again, they didn't do anything wrong. They were great. He goes, yeah, I'll talk to them. Don't worry. And then he leaves. And so we were done with it. We continue shopping. And about three minutes later, Julie says that something to me. And I was like, God damn it. Cause I was thinking it too. She's like, it seemed odd that he kept saying, I'll talk to those guys. Like you made it clear that they were not at fault. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I made it absolutely clear. And she's like, cause he said, I'll talk to the guys a couple of times. I don't know why he would have to talk to the guys. And I'm like, God damn it. That's a really good point. Like we're both wearing masks. I feel like this guy was barely paying attention to me. I was like, he could have completely misunderstood what I said. And like, I was complaining about them as well. You seem like you were being pretty clear about your intentions there. I do as well. So now I have to hunt this guy throughout the entire Whole Foods. <laughs> and now the security guard's really looking for you. And I, it's tough to hunt him because this employee's name is Jesus. Perhaps pronounced Jesus, but regardless, I'm hunting Jesus through a Whole Foods. I can't find Jesus anywhere. I'm looking for <laughs> Jesus everywhere. And I've been told many times that all I need to do is just start looking for Jesus and Jesus will find me. And ironically enough, I had given up at one point. I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. We got to leave. I go up to check out because I was going to ask them maybe if they know him, but I don't want them to make another fucking announcement about me. I get up to the counter and as I'm, <laughs> as I'm standing there putting my groceries on there, I turn to my right and he's right, he, like he's right next to me, restocking gum next to me. And this is a parable because the moment I stopped looking for Jesus, Jesus found me. There you go. In a Whole Foods gum aisle. And so I, I reaffirm. I, I, re, I was like, I made it clear to you that they were not at fault. He was like, no, 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 they, they, they're fine. He was like, I was just saying that I'd mentioned to them that, that you spoke so highly of them. I was like, perfect. I'm done. I'm out. I'm not a part of this situation anymore. I'm clear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was my Memorial Day Whole Foods experience. <laughs> so, so here is another uh, kind of highlight. Well, uh, I don't know if it was a highlight. It was a light. <laughs> it wasn't a highlight. It wasn't a light. It was a light. Sure. Um, I did a show on uh, on Friday. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, at a bar up in uh, Columbia, Maryland, called Nottingham's. Oh, like a real show, not like you got booked to do a, a party that you were invited to. Right. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> this was not me incidentally entertaining people. I was actually uh, hired, paid, and booked to gotcha tell jokes. Fascinating. I, I'm very intrigued. Go on. Yeah, so man, I I must love stand up comedy is all I have to say because I drove through a fucking monsoon up ninety five, uh, like what what should have been a half an hour drive was like almost an hour because I was driving forty miles an hour on the highway because there was zero visibility. Like everyone around me had their hazard lights on. Jesus, just sheets of rain, sheets of rain to get to this place. What struck me was. Since this was the first kind of holiday, this was the first big three-day weekend. Yeah. That people have actually been able to go do stuff. And you were, yeah. you were talking about how Julie's got you booked every uh, every minute of every day 
for the weekend. Yes. I mean, what struck me was to walk through this place, you would think the pandemic never fucking happened. It's like people flip the goddamn switch. Yup. And that really was really, really jarring to me. It's same, just, same thing over here. No, it's like it's done. Yeah. You, you can't find a parking spot anywhere. Traffic has reason. I, I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on. Not just done. Never fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like no precaution. Forget about it. I mean, right. to be fair, you're vaccinated. Great. Yep. You don't have to social distance anymore. Great. You know, you, you're, you're able to not wear a mask if you, if you're, if you're vaccinated or uh, can, can easily convince somebody that you are. Yep. But I like, and all the comedians that were on the show. So it was like, there were like three or four guest sets. And then like the booked comics did like 10 to 12 minutes, every single comic. Maybe with like one or two exceptions. Didn't mention it. Didn't, didn't mention COVID? Didn't reference it. Didn't reference it at all. Just did their material. And I don't know what's wrong with me because I feel like I can't do that anymore. Where are you getting your material from? Who has material that doesn't at least have a foot or a I, toe in COVID well, at this point? Well, it's just, I, I don't know, but it's, like I was, I'm I'm sitting here racking my brain, framing things around everything that's happened in the yeah. last year, all the jokes that I had pre-COVID, figuring, well, <laughs> those are done. Yeah, uh, it's it was just so, it was just really crazy to see how how quickly things snapped back to well, normal. I don't know what the situation out there is like, but I live in a very like red county in California. I, I was not sure. aware of it when I moved out of here, but Orange County, very red. I fall into that category of people who I still need to wear a mask, even though I'm vaccinated, not because I'm not vaccinated, but because I don't want to be mistaken for a Trump supporter. <laughs> well, I, I, don't I think feel that's... like I have to wear mine so far after the fact just until it's caught up to the fact where I'm like, I, I want to make a shirt that says not a Trump supporter, I'm vaccinated. Like around here, DC, not very red. Yeah. Really, you know, in the city, it's not. Yeah. I mean, people are walking around without, I mean, I, 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 I do see people with at least masks like on their arm or on their mm -hmm. wrist yeah. or around their chin in case they need to pull it up. Cause you know, you still got to wear a mask in most indoor like to the to go to the grocery store, you still yep. gotta wear a mask. Or to you know go go to the liquor store, you still gotta wear a mask. But the Washington Nationals, the the baseball team, are going to full capacity with no masks and no nothing. Outdoor uh, stadium or indoor stadium? Outdoor stadium. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, well, sure. yeah, I know, but like, yeah, it still doesn't feel right yet. It doesn't. It doesn't feel. It doesn't. Doesn't feel. It feels like it, it feels like the senioritis of pandemics where it's like, OK, well, everybody's going to be vaccinated in two months. So I yeah. can I can fail a couple of tests. And it's like, <laughs> this is my thing. When 9-11 happened. Yes. Right. There were, you know, that changed the way everybody flew. Forever. Yes. One uh, like. 
the shoe bomber. Remember the shoe bomber? Yeah. Wait. The guy who tried to light his shoes on fire? Yes. He's the reason why you got to take your fucking shoes off every time yeah. you go into an airport. How long has that been? It's been 20 years. Yep. 20 years. And that has fundamentally changed a major part of what of how we live our lives. Yep. Right? And that was a that was a single instance thing. The shoe bomber, I mean, obviously 9-11 was a big, was a huge deal. And obviously that should change the uh, that should have fundamentally changed things. But this happened, this was a fucking year and a half of our lives, which may seem like an eye blink to- I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think the fundamental difference is if the virus was more universally deadly, we would have those long-term things. But a bomb, a hijacked plane, that affects everybody on the same level. Like if you set a shoe bomb off in a crowd, it's not going to selectively choose a percentage of people to affect differently. It's a bomb is a bomb. It affects everybody unilaterally. So, but the virus, sure. because I wish the virus, that, that's not a good thing to say. I'm going to say I it, it. I wish it just killed everybody. I'm going to, no, I'm going to say it. And then we can edit it out if I'm not comfortable with it later. <laughs> okay, but sure. I wish, and I don't mean I wish it was fatal, but I wish it disproportionately affected those who didn't take it seriously over those yeah. who did. I, I, I too wish it had more ironic effects. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the people who just didn't, who were like, well, it's not going to get me, are the people who it didn't get. And, and that's very frustrating to have, I don't know. I, but in some cases, though, it did. No, like, there are, there there are, are people, cases, yeah. There are stories of people who, refuse to get the vaccine and then like two weeks later they're on a goddamn ventilator and they're like god i wish i got the vaccine or, or I, i've heard those stories of because I've, I've read some of those threads where people were on their last breath still saying that it wasn't real still yeah. saying that it was all a hoax yeah you know perpetuating you know the big lie and you know they're dying the last thing they said before they died was that the election was fraudulent and you're like what are you doing like and that's the thing that blows my mind. That's the thing that blows my mind. They're sitting here saying that the vaccine isn't real. They're saying that this isn't real. And yet Trump got the vaccine. Like yeah. you're sitting, how, I, I don't, I, I thought for a brief period of time that like a global pandemic that affects every country and every human being in some way, shape or form could break us of some of the terrible habits that come from being human. Yeah. And if anything, it's perpetuated a lot of them. Well, here's but here here's what it did though. And I think this was to our detriment, was that it cut people off from have from dealing with interpersonal human contact. Yeah. So yeah. you're stuck in your house. You're watching, let's say, Fox News. Yep. You're in your house. You're on. You're in a chat room. You're on Twitter. You're, you're on. You're Facebook. on Twitter. Yeah. You're. You're inside. You're in your echo. You're in your own echo chamber. You, God knows what what you're listening to. I mean, I kind of get it. Um, there, there, there is no greater hubris increase available than sitting alone in your home whilst typing on your device sure. and not needing to see anybody's reaction to what yeah, you're saying. Not, yeah, that, and there is something to be said for human contact 
you would think would help foster empathy. And that's the big problem. And I've said and it there is years. a significant lack of that. Well, uh, in, 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 in modern society, just because of how our, our dependence on algorithms and Google yeah. and Facebook and God knows, and, and listening to podcasts and listening to two guys with the same goddamn name drone on, drone <laughs> on and on with a liberal agenda, you know, come on. We've traded, we've traded um, empathy for apathy is the big problem. And, you know, living I, I, in perfect harmony. <laughs> Empathy, empathy. Sorry, it's our new release single. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm the camper who loves to sing. By the way, that's that's what we learned in a previous episode. That's right. Uh, <laughs> now we know what you sang. Yeah, right. it, it's it, it's tough, right? Um, because I, I don't know how you fix it. I, I remember growing up and and hearing like these business practices, hearing these sales tactics, and and hearing how people conduct and do business and. It's frustrating to me because even capitalism at its core, I've, I've talked to Julie about this. I'm not against capitalism because I'm against people having money or trying hard or building something. I'm against capitalism because it's impossible to sustain. It's the highlander of societal business structures. It's there can be only one in a completely unrestricted market. Ultimately, your goal is to be the only company that provides everything to everyone because you've consumed all the smaller companies and you make all the money. But when money is your only goal, not perpetuating the species, not propriety, not protecting, you know, the ecosystem, not allowing people to thrive, you cultivate an environment where people struggle to survive so that you keep them on the till. Yep. And I'm always fascinated because... I consider myself to be an independent. Um, I won't go into the details, but depending upon party tickets and where I've lived in my life, I have voted on both the Republican and Democratic side. But to me, everybody should be an independent. To me, there should be no Republicans or Democrats because it's so easy to mass manipulate people. But I do not understand how the Republican Party is fundamentally structured to encompass both the very, very, very wealthy the yep. type and of the working wealth. man and the working man, though yep. somehow they've managed to convince the people who are being taken advantage of to continue voting for people who are helping the people take advantage of them. Yeah. It's like the greatest Stockholm syndrome scam I have ever seen in my entire life. And I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it. Well, you, you're saying, how do we fix it? And uh, I, I think the answer to how we fix the empathy problem is right there in the word. It's right there because you can't spell empathy without EMP. Are you saying nuke all the technology? Electromagnetic pulse just- Are you saying escape from LA, snake in the entire society? Just just (laughs) let us like gather around campfires again, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Go back to tribal stuff? Sure. That worked so well last time. That's what I think we need. <laughs> yes. Hey, um, listen, so, so let's talk about some, uh, s- some happier shit. I have not happy stuff, but I think I have a good transition. And then we can move into the big news because I know we got big news. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was talking about. You want to end, end with the big news? Force people to listen through? You know, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's force them to listen to the very end. Or at the very least, fast forward to the very end. <laughs> so... I'm starting this thing on 
Friday. I just signed up for it today. So I, I, I think I said in a prior podcast, I'm going to that um, DJ concert thing in Vegas. So I need to. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you if that had actually happened yet. Oh, no. So that's Fourth of July weekend. Oh, OK. So that's coming up. My brother's wedding is coming up. I would really like to fit back into the pants that I. Uh, so I've been sure. doing the whole 30 for a week or so, which is my own cleanse. But just getting into a routine is very difficult with starting the new position at my company. So I found this thing. Julie recommended it to me. I went and did a consultation and I've signed up for it. It is called The Camp. Um, It is a franchise that is presently based in Southern California. But here's the premise. They have two programs, the fat loss or the hard body. It's a six week program. They tell you exactly what to eat. They do a body index measurement of you, right? They uh, tell you exactly what food to eat, when to eat it. They offer unlimited um, like hit classes, high interval, um, mm-hmm. high impact interval training classes. It is $497 for six weeks. Wow. You have two programs that you can sign up for. Either the 20 pound one or the 5% body fat one. Now, slight you, slight differences they, in the routine. So if you're- they tell you which one's more? So, so you, they do an assessment with, it's the exact same amount. It's just slight variations to the plan, how the diet works, the type of workouts that you're doing. But for whichever one you sign up for, if you lose the 20 pounds, or if you lose the 5% body fat in the six weeks, then your money is entirely refunded to you. No shit. Yeah. That's and pretty cool. They have like a 90% success rate too. How do they make any fucking money? So I literally go in there and all I did was I talked to them about their business model. I was like, how are you guys making money? And they're like, well, we offer, um, we offer pre-plan food plans, like connections with food plan. They sell supplements there. But what ends up happening is it's a, it's very big on community building. Like there's a Facebook page. Sure. 90% success rate. If you fall short of it. So let's say I was like, what happens if I sign up for this? I only lose 19 pounds. Why I lose five or 4% body fat. They said, if you're on the weight loss one, the pound one, then they will reimburse you $10 for every pound that you actually lost. So they won't okay. do the 497, but if you lose 19, you, you, you lose you, 190. Okay. Um, for the high percentage loss, it's 50 bucks for every um, percentage of body fat you lose. So if you okay. lose 4%, it's 200 bucks. They said they have a 90% success rate. What they're paying you for are the before and after photos. They get to take before photos and after photos of you after you complete the routine and they can uh-huh. use those on the website. So that's I one see. thing that they're paying for. The second thing is because it's a community thing and because people get so into it and it's so interpersonal, a lot of them then take the money and either roll it into another weight loss challenge because these are people who are like 400 pounds, Right who are losing weight, they either roll it into another six weeks or they put it towards their monthly membership to just be able to come back and do the classes. Um, but I've signed so, up. So, something. so, so people are just reinvesting the money back into the company yeah. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, that's how they make their money. Okay. Exactly. But I don't need that. I just need to look good for this wedding. So <laughs> I'm my goal and what I've decided I'm going to do is I'll do like um, weekly update photos on the my Instagram and on the Twitters so that I'm actually active on some of these apps, but I will document this for people to see if this is a a worthwhile transformation. But I uh, okay, Which I went with the, you sign up for. I went with the body fat percentage. So where is my breakdown? Because I did a saw I did a assessment with them the other day. Currently, 
I weigh 191.6 pounds. God, I wish I weighed 191.6 pounds. My body fat percentage is I am 22.2% body fat. Wow. Yeah. That seems like a lot. It is. It's up there. At my lowest, I got down to 11% when I lost a bunch of weight years ago. That seems manageable, but yeah, you're, you're almost a quarter, you're almost a quarter fat. Yes. Which, um, should terrify anybody else. Cause I don't look like I'm that fat. No, I know. I can only imagine what I am. I've got to be at least 30, 30, 35 at this point. You're, you're so competitive. It's not about who has the highest number. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> How I, uh, consider it is I'm, uh, well marbled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll keep you posted about this thing, um, see if there's any legitimacy to it. But at the very least, it's a strong motivator, right? Um, sure. To stay with this thing. It's 500 bucks. I don't want to yeah. light $500 on fire. Well, I'm rooting for you. Thanks, man. And and and, and so are we all, Thank I you. should hope. Uh, I'll keep people updated about how much I hate myself throughout the entire process. Um, but that's not even the coolest and most important thing we have to talk about. And... Um, I think giving your leg work, you should be the one to talk about it. So please. Well, I mean, we kind of touched on this on the last episode. We touched on it as a concept, but we've now been in conversation. Well, yeah. Okay, sure. So, yeah. So uh, thanks to uh, my buddy Shappy, uh, we, got, we got the email address for the Jared Stern. We have contacted. Oh, yeah. The Jared Stern. Oh, yeah. And and the Jared Stern, if all goes well, the Jared Stern will be with us on episode 21. Episode lucky 21. Lucky number 21. There it is. I, I wish there was more fanfare, but that's... We, we did it. I, I don't know what to do with this podcast. Every time we say we want, okay, we're going to talk to each other. Okay, we talk to each other. That's fine. Let's get our family together. No conflict at all. Okay, at all. our... Our big plan is to get the famous Jared Stern on. Yeah, sure, guys. I'd love to. I mean. Yeah, I know. What I'm thinking is on the podcast app on Anchor. Yeah. When you're when you're publishing it, you can do seasons of oh. a podcast. So would this would see would episode 21 be the end of our first season? I think it might be. In which case, though, we, I mean, we would take a, what, take a small break and maybe then we take it back. Maybe we take a week off. We can regroup at that point and figure out what other thing we would like to accomplish. Almost immediately <laughs> sure. when we put our mind to it. By the way, I know both. I've met your dad at this point and he's made comments slightly similar to what I'm about to say. And you've met my parents. Mm-hmm. All our lives, people have probably been telling us, you know, Jared Stern. All you really need to do is just put your mind to something and you sure. can accomplish it. You're very easily distracted. But if you're really buckled down, if you're really focused, you could do it. And my yep. response was, but what if I continue to not try? Could it happen then? Sure. Yeah, no, that, that's always been my attitude. What, <laughs> what's my minimum, what's my baseline minimum effort yeah. for success? And, exactly. And, and, and let's continually redefine success while we're at it. So. <laughs> we made a comment briefly. We're now going to pivot to try and get the other Jared Stern on here. 
in two weeks, the goal had been accomplished, or at least the we're, we're there. I mean, at this yeah, point, I'm, if he says no, we can't force him on. Andrea always gets mad at me because opportunities find their way to me without me trying. Yep. Like, she's like, all you do is sit on your ass and people just <laughs> like, just throw shit at you. Yeah. Like, well, things can't fall in my lap if I'm not sitting down. <laughs> I like that one. That's a, yeah, you, I like that. You got to have a lap is all I'm saying. Uh, That's not all. You've, you've used that before, though. No, I, yeah, well, yes, I, I have used that line. It's a good yes. line. I'm, it's a great line. We've it? done we've done 20 of these and I haven't heard it yet. And I got to tell you, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Here's what, what I think we should do, actually, now that I think about this. Let's do the episode with Jared is 21, ideally. Mm -hmm. And then we should do a big, like, episode 22, season one look back. And I think what would be interesting for us is to kind of, in that time, we both go back and listen to our own podcast from start to finish. <laughs> just for the metrics. And just, well, <laughs> just for the metrics. We'll get two bumps on everyone and just make notes of like little things that we had talked about, things that we might have realized early on. And we can do kind of like a big like, thank you to the fans who have been sticking with us. Thank you for everything up until that point. Um, should we wear tuxedos? <laughs> <laughs> At the very least. Uh, Tuxedo t-shirts. I don't own a tuxedo t-shirt. Nobody owns a tuxedo t-shirt. We're gonna have to buy them off of Amazon. Well, I thought you were gonna say, no one owns a tuxedo t-shirt. You rent them. <laughs> That's funny. See, and if it, with jokes like that, I would be driving through monsoons in order to do shows on Friday night. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It's a little, it's a little yeah. too high for my, uh, for my party bookings, I get. Uh, very exciting stuff. Next yes. week, if the stars align, that there will be another Jared, another Jared Stern, right here. Between two Sterns. Fucking That's hey. what I'm talking about.